Welcome back to Book Banter. Holiday season is in full swing at Apple Tree. Our Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, and Christmas stock is on display. We have cards and advent calendars and decorations and more. And of course, we also have many wonderful books. Remember, if you need help choosing one for someone on your gift list, you can get suggestions from our staff by filling out one of our new holiday shopping forms. You can also find some special treasures on Saturday, November 27th for Small Business Saturday. Let me introduce our guests that we'll be having in the store that day. Hi, I'm Alicia Camus. Um, so I am the creator of Beastie Boxes, and I, that is basically small little wooden boxes that are shaped and inspired by animals. Um, I started off doing lots of um, just silly things like octopus and, and owls, and then as I progressed, I started doing uh, customs of people's pets, their own personal pets. So that's a lot of fun, too. Uh, the boxes come in a couple different sizes, and I will be bringing a variety of those to the, to the Small Business Saturday. The boxes, they almost look like uh, puzzles, so the different pieces put together. Can you tell us a little more about your process for how you make these? Sure, yeah. Um, so it's woodworking. It's traditional woodworking. You know, everything is, is done in the correct way. It's not like hot glued together or anything. <laughs> so each little piece is cut out on a scroll saw. There's nothing automated in my process. It's all by hand. And um, a scroll saw looks a little bit like a sewing machine. If you want to visualize that, the wood is pushed through the blade and allows me to make all of these really tight cuts and curves. And then I stack them, you know, allowing for colors and then trying to also allow for the natural depth of the animal's face. Like the fox, you know, how his nose comes out and protrudes. Mm -hmm. So I want the wood to mimic that as well. So you end up with this, uh, the stacking, which it does look a little bit like a puzzle. And uh, how did you uh, start making these? Sure. Um, well, I was laid off for COVID. So sitting at home with time on my hands, you know, you got to look for something to do other than Netflix streaming all day. My dad was a woodworker. My mom was a ceramicist. So I've always been busy with my hands. And uh, I just started tinkering around. I started selling these late last December. And so I'm approaching a full year of making these little guys. And you brought them into, they started uh, showing up in Apple Tree Books uh, a few months ago, right? Yeah, just a few months ago. Are they in any other stores? No, actually. I'm selling them online, and I'm going to art crafts and festivals, and um, the local pet store and the vet's office, stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, but as far as brick-and-mortar stores, Apple Tree Books has the, uh, has the, we have the exclusive. That's right. <laughs> Wonderful. So a big part of my mission, if you want to call it that, is that I do donate 8% of all proceeds to animal advocacy groups. So I'm a lifelong vegetarian, and animals are a big love of mine. And so I feel really honored that I'm able to take some of the funds that these boxes are inspired by animals. So it makes sense that I would donate some of these funds to places that protect them as well. Oh, that's so that's wonderful. really important to me. That's wonderful. I love that. Okay. Uh, I'm Rick Carges. Uh, what I'm going to be bringing is my uh, newest book. It's uh, a photographic essay on the Cleveland Flats, and it kind of traces some of the history and uh, evolution of the flats and uh, use, uses photography primarily to do that. I'm very interested particularly in uh, doing urban photography, as they call it, and focusing on the very unique artistic, actually, uh, aspects of uh, you know, the industry and the flats, and uh, believe it or not, there's a lot of artwork in the flats that 
I have taken uh, photos of. So it's a, it's it's somewhat of a, a evolutionary uh, tale of the flats uh, told in pictures, and uh, the uh, very really unique part of the flats is it's really kind of the heart of Cleveland and everything that evolved from Cleveland started in flats. I see. So your technique changed depending on what you were photographing and what you wanted to portray. Correct. Correct. Ah. And I have some narrative in here about the history and so the very key people who were part of the flats. uh, You know, the um, obviously Rockefeller, Sherwin-Williams all had their original businesses located in the flats. Um, Settlers Landing had, I think, 18 people when it was first. You know, it's mostly Lorenzo Carter and his family. Um, I like the bridge work. There's, I think there's over 300 bridges in the flats. You know, some of the artwork that's down on the buildings in the flats, just some really nice work that's that's there. And just done sort of freehand. And it's really pretty, pretty remarkable. It just has a very unique... I think artistic quality. So, what came what came first for you? Was it your interest in the art and the architecture, and then you went back and found the history connected to it, or were you a history buff first and then came to appreciate the art and the architecture? Well, I grew up in the area, and I always remember driving across the flats, mm-hmm. you know, the bridges of flats, and how at one point it was a very vibrant area, a lot of smokestacks, lighting, lights flashing, and, and a very vibrant area. And then, obviously, it. it uh, you know, lost a lot of its uh, its business commerce down there. So I was intrigued with what the flats represented and all the people who worked there. But I also was interested in, because it's the, the sort of the epicenter of the evolution of Cleveland, you know, how that played a part in how we are today, in effect. I mean, the Cuyahoga is the really the root of our community. That's where everything started. Are any of your other books going to be available on Small Business Saturday? Um, this is a book that's been out for a few years. It's called The South Oberlin Gang. It's about growing up um, in the uh, basically late 50s and 60s in um, Cleveland Heights on a road called South Overlook, which is not far from Apple Tree Books, and the various adventures we had. <laughs> The first Small Business Saturday was celebrated back in 2010 in the U.S., and it was so successful, the U.K. started their own version in 2013. We wanted to know what supporting a small business means to our customers, so one Saturday last month, I cornered a few of them with my microphone and asked them. Everything wonderful. <laughs> it's a regular haunt. I room the front window on the regular. I oh. see all these wonderful things that come in. I buy them all. And then I come back and I'm told, you were here yesterday, weren't you? Yes, yes, I was. <laughs> Actually, I was here yesterday and today. <laughs> what do you like about Apple Tree? For me, it's everything a bookstore should be. It reminds me of bookstores when I was a kid, it's the character, it's the unusual choices. And I have lots of friends who also love books. And so as much as I would like to keep them, I may actually send some of these. We have a collection of friends on Facebook and it is hashtag S-O-T-T-G. 
it is Sisterhood of the Traveling Grammar. <laughs> but we all do love books. Yeah. So of the books that you bought today, I'm just curious, how many of them did you like already know existed and like came in looking for, and how many were discoveries in the store? See, that's the wonderful thing about this place. Mm-hmm. They were discoveries with the exception of Bourdain. So this was the only one this that was you knew of, and the rest were it, all things. And all were just new, delicious, oh, yeah. wonderful finds. Very good. Yeah. As is often the case. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what brought you in today? I am looking for gifts for friends. Did you have an idea of what you wanted to buy before you came in or? I did. And actually though I'm in a bookstore, I was going to look for some cute tchotchke or something fun, maybe a book, but maybe just something pretty that caught my eye. I like the setting. I just, I love bookstores and it's just pretty and tasteful and there's fun stuff here. Actually, I'm in almost every few days. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> so it's it's not unusual for me to just drop in. So I usually have something in mind, oh. almost always. But, but the other beautiful part of it is that so often when I come in, I find something that I didn't expect uh-huh. and I didn't intend to, to get. But um, one of the things I love about stopping in is that the whole uh, collection of books is curated in a way that really is interesting to me. So I find things I wouldn't find any other way. And today I I really just wanted to stop by because I was in the neighborhood. I do a lot of book shopping for the holidays, so I have begun to do that already. Uh, do you have anything specific in mind for people? Or are you going to be browsing? You know, and actually looking? one of the things that I love about Apple Tree is that I um, I so often... Lynn or other people on the staff, Michael, helped me to find things for different people because I, uh, for St. Nicholas Day, I get everyone in my family a book and I want it to be something that's really specific to them. Mm-hmm. And um, they often will help me find those things. Last year, for example, even during COVID when I couldn't browse mm-hmm. in a bookstore, um, I would just talk to them about the people that I had in mind and the particular ideas, I general ideas that I had, and then they would bring to me two or three books and and almost always hit the nail on the head. I had been a devoted independent bookstore person and then had gotten away from it because of the changes in online shopping and so on. And so I, um, I tended to buy the vast majority of my books online. Uh, particularly when I would read about a new book or something like that. And it was really because of COVID that I began to realize that I could do it just as easily with the system that Lynn set up for Apple Tree. And so I got into the habit of instead of going to the competition, the big competition, who shall remain nameless. Yes, we don't talk about that. (laughs) I would just go online to the website and it was so easy Mm -hmm. to order things that I I gradually changed my habit. So now I'm buying and or ordering way more books and they get them for me almost as quickly. And usually it isn't important time-wise. It's more the 
responding in the moment to be able to order something and it was so easy that I now have started to order online and in person oh, wonderful. Um, but I do still prefer the in person in terms of finding things that I wouldn't find any other way mm-hmm. so let's start with what brought you in today before we ambushed you <laughs> Uh, I ordered some books online. Oh, okay. Oh, so you use the online system to order through us. How has that been yeah. working out for you? It works out great. It works out as easily as Amazon, and I'm supporting an indie bookstore, which is the most important. It just so happens that now there's a spate of books out by new authors. So, you know, Amor Tolls, Anthony Doerr, Elizabeth Strout, Louise Penny. I mean... I, this is what they all did during COVID. So we're the lucky recipients of uh, all their COVID work. So do you do fiction or nonfiction more? I'm almost entirely fiction, although I will selectively read nonfiction. I recently read, read the books um, about the Indians called Our Story, yes. which is um, the story of Satchel Page and a number of other Indians players. It was fabulous, just fabulous. There are a couple of non-fiction writers that I like a lot, and so... Do you ever check out our local history section? Um, I haven't, but I will. Well, I do like to come and, and browse here, there's no question, but if I know that I want a book without having to come and browse and get it, then, you know, certainly from a bookstore perspective, I will come and I will always use, I will always use the online here, because there's no, there's no difference. It's small, so it's not a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So then you can easily find what you're looking for, and it's quiet. So it's like a kind of homey atmosphere. Well, me personally, I don't like the way usually online bookstores are set up because it's kind of hard for me to understand where everything is. But once I go in the bookstore, I'm like, okay, I can follow the signs, or I can just walk around and be like, oh, there's where it is. So then I memorize it for later. Well, I've lived in the neighborhood for more than 20 years, and this has always been my go-to bookstore. I really enjoy the fact that I'm lucky enough to live within a half a block of an independent bookstore. When it comes to books, I would rather support my local independent bookstore, so I don't buy online. This is my first um, avenue for looking for a book. And in fact, I hope I've just about finished the holiday shopping because if you don't do it early this year, I think you're not going to be able to do it at all. So That is exactly right. Yeah. Um, so I really enjoy that you guys put out the newsletter every Monday morning, and I kind of flip through that at work on Monday morning and see if there are things that appeal to me and then um, make a point of coming in and looking for those things. And sometimes I buy books that just sound intriguing, either with people in mind or not, and then they become birthday presents or Christmas presents down the line. Sometimes I browse, and there's a lot of serendipity in it, but sometimes I do come in with a specific idea in mind because basically I've never met a bookstore I didn't like. And if I'm not careful, I will want to buy everything. But I've bought cards here over the years. And I also, the last time I was in, I bought two jigsaw puzzles because I had been visiting my sister in mid-September. 
and we did a jigsaw puzzle at her house while I was visiting. And so now that I know that she likes puzzles, I found a wonderful one with books on library shelves that I thought would be perfect for her for Christmas. Uh, so are you looking for anything in particular today? Yes, I asked Lynn on my way in about one of the books that was in her um, newsletter a few weeks ago about the history of manuscripts, so I wanted that manuscripts book, and I'm not sure whether that'll be for me or whether that'll be a gift. I don't know yet. I like that. I have a few like that as well right now, where it's like, do I want to keep this for myself, or do I want to give it to somebody else? It's, and occasionally, it can be hard to decide. It can, and occasionally I will even read it, and so by the time I'm giving it as a gift, it's used, <laughs> gently used. Yeah, you, just, that, you just be very careful while you turn the pages. And you exactly. I just like to say that we're so lucky to have Apple Tree, and I'm glad that there was um, a continuity because I used to come in here when Jane Kessler owned it, and now Lynn owns it, and I'm glad that it was a rather seamless transition. And then I'm, of course, ecstatic that she was able to expand because to me that's just the best sign of all that a bookstore gets bigger, not that it becomes the size of the broom closet. So it's encouraging, and I hope that people will help keep her in business because I can't do it by myself, even though it feels like it sometimes. <laughs> Thank you again to all of my unsuspecting victims, I, I mean uh, podcast interviewees, for your time and your support. I hope we'll see you all for Small Business Saturday. We're also having our food emporium on December 10th this year with vendors from Culinary Occasions, Magnolia Clubhouse, McCune Family Apiaries, Small Batch Jams and Tea Florals. Keep an eye on the newsletter for more details. And until next time, happy Thanksgiving and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.